So if you're a KISS fan and you live in the Northeast, come out for all five shows of what we're calling KISS stock. Oh, hell, the Northeast. You know, it's times like this I curse the fact that we live in French Polynesia. No, Peter, we're in the Northeast. We are? And KISS is coming to the Northeast. That, that means... Um, that means... No, 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 Lois, don't help me. It means we can do something. Come on, Peter, you're almost there. We can go to KISS stock! <laughs> That's right, KISS Army. You wanted the best, you got the best. I'm Matt Porter, and you are in the KISS Room. It's July. We're back. I know a lot of you have been seeing KISS. You're going to see KISS. They're on tour right now. And we are here in the KISS Room, rocking on Monco Radio from Bluebell, PA. Welcome to the KISS Room, and welcome to the show. Show. 
Just 
I think it comes off hotter than hell. This one's called Love Her All I Can.
Kiss Army. You're in the Kiss Room. It's 319 here in Bluebell, PA. And you're live here in the Kiss Room. I'm Matt Porter. Joining me in the Kiss Room, I have, of course, the star child himself, Chris Giordano. Woo! Have no fear, people. The star child is here. It was an adventure trying to get here today, but I am here and we are ready to rock and roll. Ow! And hot off his appearance at Night of the Fox, Eric Tato Rock's car. All right. Happy to be here. All right. So right off the bat, now, first of all, I got to apologize because last month's episode, the file totally got scrapped. I walked out of here with the file. So if you're listening live, hey, and I know you are because it's a hot night in London. Tatiana's there in Rio de Janeiro. Candy's up there in Canada. We got people all over the Kiss Army's all over the globe. They're tuned in. Joe's out there in Detroit Rock City listening live. We got people everywhere. But uh, I know a lot of you listen on the download. You download it. You take it with you on your iPod. So last time, I walk out of here with the little flash drive. I got the file. We had a great show. I'm here with my brother. I'm here with Chris. We're talking all things kiss. We talked to Alan from, uh, you know, night of the Fox. We're having this great show. I go take the flash drive and file just, you know, and what do we say? The gremlins got it. It's a gremlin. If any of you can say Zixel plick backwards, send that into the other dimension. But anyway, I digress. Thanks for joining us live. So one of the things right off the bat. Now, if you listen last month, we were talking about how busy this m- last month was going to be. And I know you guys both had some gigs. Like I mentioned, Night of the Fox. I saw some great photos. I saw some great videos. Eric Tato rocks car. Tell us about it. Great videos. Great videos of who did you see? You know what? There's some really good videos of you. All right. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Who do you think I was talking about? I thought you were talking about Eric Carr himself, but you know. <laughs> Uh, we'll take that as a compliment. Yeah, it, it was a great show. Um, it, it felt really good to, you know, get back behind the drums after five years of um, not playing. Uh, last show was with uh, Love Gun down in Baltimore, Waldorf, Maryland. It was a killer show, but Night of the Fox went off pretty good. Um, we got there. We sat in with the uh, house band, Little Caesar, and, uh, you know, we did a jam. Went pretty good, you know, felt pretty good about everything. Um, and of course we took all the Eric Carr merchandise down and, uh, made it available for everybody. Um, I, I have to send out a shout out to, uh, the two opening bands. The first band, uh, consisted of, um, the bass player from Little Caesar and, uh, the guitar player from Vintage Boogie Band, which was our second band. And, uh, they did a killer acoustic set of uh different kiss tunes from different eras and i mean an acoustic version of creatures of the night just wow. uh i can't even imagine that one yeah that that was killer great vocals really? great harmonies got, is that on tape I where's, that where's the copy of that uh i think alan if you're listening uh we have a demand uh to get that I wouldn't video even know how up. to sing that <laughs> So, well, yeah, like a real slow searching in the darkness, Actually, hey, running from the day. Yeah, and that was the Matt Porter Chris G yeah. version of Chris. Do it. Yeah, um, it was really melodic and slowed Woo. down, and I mean, just it was killer. And then we had uh, Vintage Boogie Band. Um, they came in, did some kick butt covers of uh, Journey and and just different bands and uh, female lead singer. And she, you know, she nailed it. She did a good job. 
Then Little Caesar came on, did uh, uh, a killer uh, set of Kiss tunes, and then um, got the I Love It Loud and War Machine, and this little guy in Eric Carr makeup gets up there behind the drums and redeems himself after five years of, you know, being silent and sitting in the backseat. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the pictures that I saw really did look like a fun time, and I think it's a lot of the conventions these days. That's what it's become. It's a gathering of the nations. Everybody kiss fans together. I saw a lot of your pictures were from the goddess of thunder herself, Lee. Thanks, and I Lee. saw her, yep. and, and, you know, she had some great photos. And obviously, uh, you know, uh, Lee's part of a new podcast that's starting called Podcast Podcast. Rock City that's going to be coming up soon. We'll talk about that. There's a link to that on my page. But uh, thanks to her for sharing all those pics. There were some great shots of you. Absolutely. And the videos were right there, too. And, you know, I'm going to send a shout-out. Uh, Tony DeVille, he says he's got this show pumping through his whole shop down in Baltimore at the DeVille, DeVille Inc. Tattoo and Piercing. And, uh, hey, to Baltimore! That's Tony. great. So you yeah. guys are all over the place. And uh, so Night of the Fox sounds like it was a real success. Absolutely. Um, you know, he's he's in the starting stages. Uh, his ultimate goal is to, you know, make it big, bad, and, you know, pretty much like a, a Kiss Expo. And, you know, we're, we're there for him. You know, if he if he wants Eric Carr down there, ericcarr.com, we'll be there. I like those theme kind of ideas. I mean, I think more, I would like to see that happening more across the country. I mean, I don't get much farther than about my house or work. So uh, if they had one in Philly... Man, I'd go. That'd be cool, you know. It's uh, that, and Chris, you've been playing all over the place. Yeah, for me, it's business as usual. You know, uh, kicks, kiss gigs wherever I uh, can get them anymore. Um, Kistery, I just played a show at Kistery in Glens Falls, New York, at a place called Hot Shots. It was a great show, great crowd. I love the people up in upstate New York. And there may be some more Kistery dates, um, but uh, just like. Uh, me, you, we'll all have to wait and see. Um, there's some different things going on. Also, uh, I'm in the process of uh, starting a new lineup um, called Kiss It with uh, Los Espada, who is um, the original Gene from Kiss Nation. We're in the process of uh, booking some shows and putting a, a press kit together. And I'm also joining an original band called Lethal Dose, which also features Los Espada. So you'll be seeing a lot of me and Los Espada in the Kiss world again. And uh, that's about it right now. So when do we think that here in the Kiss room we might get a Creatures era, Chris G, Eric Tato rocks car, we need to find, you know... We could do that. Well, we actually... <laughs> me and Todd have talked about yeah, jamming. We, we, we could do that. We talked about that uh, before. Uh, I think it was right after I moved back to Philly from uh, Louisiana probably you know i don't know how many years ago but uh it's a, it's definitely doable you know it felt good like i said to be behind the drums again um if there's open-minded uh same thought process type people willing to do it anything's doable well you know we're trying to we're trying to map out how kiss it is going to go and you know if one of the ideas comes to reality an ever car would fit in nice that's all I can say right now. See, Edson, you heard you that go. here first, because I, I could almost see the wheels turning here oh, in the yeah. kiss room. That's what I like to see. Actually, I see smoke. But, uh. <laughs> it's the smoke that burns. Just when you think we're going to yeah. go left, then we're going to go right. You understand? 
And obviously, there's tons going on in Kiss World. Obviously, we saw the Access TV. We got our first glimpse of the spider. We're going to talk a lot about, about that. But what I want to do right now, and I've been promoing this for a week, I want to give away an autographed Bruce Kulick poster. Okay, now, if you, like I said in the rules, you got to be on our Facebook page. If you notice, there's a link. It's right at the top. It says, you know, would you want to win this Bruce Kulick poster? What we're going to do is I'm going to play a song, and you got to tell me, Who's singing this? It's from the BK3 album. First person who puts the correct name is going to hear those famous words from Chris G. Winner, chicken dinner. We're going to wait until we have We're going to wait until we find one. So, Kiss Room, I know you're listening all over the globe. Justice, I know you're up in Canada. Javier, where are you at? All these people listening. You got to know you're Bruce Kulik. I know you're tuned in. Sean the King is on the board. He's going to hit this song, Hand of the King. Who is it? Let's rock in the kiss room. Thank you. 
Okay, people, I have an announcement to make. Joseph Cimbelli, you're a winner, winner, chicken dinner! Woo! Yeah. All right. Uh, all right. Now, look, bring up my mic just a little bit. Okay, now, look. This is the thing with technology. That was a photo finish because we said post it on the Facebook. And now... Justice is listening up in Canada. Justice is part of this killer, you know, KISS podcast called Generations of KISS. You can find them and a whole bunch of cool KISS podcasts on the links page of the KISS room. But Joseph, you you inched them out by a second. Like, it literally, your answer popped up a second earlier. And that's why we actually went to the, the next song, Freak. We played Freak because we're sitting here trying to go through the, like, the show, who posted when. And we're having to figure it out. But you are the winner. We had to go to the judges. <laughs> it, was, it was close. So, uh, really, we, we went with a couple different things there. One... The reason why I picked that song was, and we kind of made the joke in here, now you have Nick Simmons. There's the next generation of Kiss, maybe. Mm -hmm. Can you imagine if Nick were to, you know, carry on the torch? You never know. Nick Simmons singing that song. But then we went right into Freak, because in a lot of ways, what I want to talk about now is, here we are looking at, you know, the year 2013, and the reason why I wanted to give away the Bruce Kulik poster today was a year ago, Bruce was in the studio with us on the phone, of course, talking to Frank Hagen, my good pal, Frank. I know you're out there listening. You know, call me. The, uh, the thing with, uh, at the time, Bruce said, I know for a fact. I don't know for a fact, but I know Ace has been trying to get back in the band. And of course, mm-hmm. that quote went right. all over the Internet. And everybody was going crazy. And some people, you know, really took that quote and, and kind of questioned, you know, why didn't we follow? Why didn't we grill Bruce? And all? But he knows what he knows. Right. But that was a year ago he told us that. Now, here they are coming up on the 40th anniversary of KISS. And we're talking about, you know, things like an anniversary show, things like that. But they're also talking about a new album. We just saw the new video right here, right now. Now, that's kind of, I guess, technically, they call it a lyric video, but it's, uh, you know, it's, it's a version of right here, right now. Um, here to discuss that with us also, do we have on the line the podfather himself, Ken Mills? Hello. There he goes, yeah. coming in yeah. loud and clear. It's fantastic. How you doing, Ken? Technology is wonderful. It's How your, are you doing? There, you got Chris? your internet typewriter. See, that's <laughs> yes, internet typewriters. I'd like to say uh, congratulations to Joseph. Uh, what is it again? Chambelli. He's a nice. He a nice Irish boy. Joseph <laughs> Chambelli. Yes, he's a nice Irish boy, of course. And and of course, we'd like to say gymnasium as well. <laughs> it's a big word, like gymnasium. Yes. You know, now, here's the funny thing. Right away, we're talking to Ken Mills. Everybody knows Ken from the podcast. If you're listening to my show, and I know there's people all over the planet that are listening live, they're going to download us later. But if you're listening to the show and you have not already heard Ken's two-part interview with Jean Beauvoir. When, oh, I got to hear that. You got You know that? what? You totally got to download it. First of all, I think it's one of my favorite podcasts, and that's saying a lot. And the fact is... He, they sit down for this conversation. He gives you a glimpse into really, first of all, his own career, which is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Obviously, plasmatics, things like that. Um, but but eighties kiss. Mm. He friends he up a, with Paul. Big, big part. And this is the funny thing. He's talking like, well, hey, look, we're having a gig, and this guy comes up and is talking to me with advice. It's David Lee Roth. You know, think of your friends and think of his friends. And, hey, look, wow. I love all my friends. They're not quite as famous, but they have great advice. So it's the kind of thing where David Lee Roth is saying, hey, man, you should be having merchandising. All I'm going to say, you got to go listen to that interview. When you're done the Kiss Room, 
Just wait till we're done. Then you go download. It's a two-parter. Ken, what can you tell us about that? Well, Matt, a lot of your friends also don't start out conversation with bozdy bozdy bop city pop. <laughs> well, some of them do. Yeah, some of them do. Chris, Chris probably throws that in every so often. Once in a while, you never know. Well, it was it was it was a great treat to talk to Mr. Beauvoir. Uh, the guys had an incredible career working with Little Steven, uh, the Plasmatics, the Ramones, Kiss. I mean, it just it doesn't get much better than that. And uh, it was it was just a really fun interview. And I'm glad that you're talking about. It, and I'm glad you're part of things. So. That's right. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) That was something he said uh, continually throughout the interview. You know why? Because you're right on point. And fans, when they listen, you are right on point. And you were able to go really right with them. And I just, I find it fascinating. And especially, and I know we have talked about this, but he, you know, Jean Beauvoir, he says, every time I get Chinese food, I think of Paul Stanley, because we would get Chinese food to write. We would write together. And Paul wanted Chinese food. And it's little stuff like that that you're going to hear on these podcasts, okay? You're not going to hear Paul tell that in an interview as, oh, I like to get Chinese. (laughs) Well, you know, you're kind of saying, well, maybe who cares? But it's that little stuff that's, you know, just so fun. So if you haven't heard that, you got to listen. I'm inspired by General So's chicken people. (laughs) Well, you know, maybe heaven's on fire. I got to have it with a writing song. Heavens on Fire was for the really spicy yeah, Chinese yeah. movement. The, uh, another, while we're on the topic, though, also, and, and I want to get into our, our actual topic we're going to talk about, but if you're listening to this and you haven't already listened to Kissmas in July over on the uh, Decibel Geek podcast, again, the link is on the Kiss Room link page. They're doing some fantastic stuff. Their episode where they talk about solo stuff of the band members outside of Kiss, fantastic episode. Their GPS... Yep. Part two, where they talk about landmarks. Just fantastic stuff. So all these different podcasts. I mean, go to the links page. There's tons of stuff. We love them all. They're all good fun. And uh, it's something for people to really kind of tune into. But what I want to talk about now, and while you know, we're going to go through this segment, we've seen the Right Here, Right Now video. For some reason, they released that song now as a video. They didn't even put it on the album. It's, it's the extra song on the Japanese. It's the one you got to download. At least they made something to, uh, to represent that song because it really is a good song, and it should have been on the full album. I think it's a great song, and that was my question. It's my ringtone. Really, yeah, why, why would they not include it and then really go out of the way to promote it except for to sell you know, more MP3 downloads? Mm. Now I'm clear. Right, right. <laughs> Well, it's, it's also on the uh, international version, so it's nice to have a hard copy of it right. as well. correct. It's nice to have a hard copy, right, guys? Exactly. See, that's the way it goes, because it's all about that here in the Kiss Room. And really what we're talking about is exactly that. A lot of the reaction that, that from people was they like it, but one of the comments I read over on the, uh, on the Kiss Fact was they didn't necessarily like these songs about live to win or, you know, climbing or shoot for your dreams. They want to see, you know, stuff more gritty, back to the streets. So the topic I want to put to this fantastic roundtable of people, in the year 2013, what kind of songs do you think Kiss should be writing? They're 60 years old. Pretty much everybody's married. I think everybody but Eric Singer is married. I believe so. You know, do you write about, you know, obviously if Take Me Down Below, you're going maybe to the memory banks. I don't know. Well, I had a problem with, um, see, when you're talking about the inspirational lyrics and, and, and the reflective lyrics, for me, it worked on Psycho Circus because we were all under the impression that, you know, it could be 
close to the end at that point. They were talking farewell tours. And, mm-hmm. you know, so like when you think about the timing of all that and the fact that they were mature and they were back together and it was like, look what we did, look what we accomplished. That was cool for the time. You know, now it's kind of like they did it already. You know, you don't want to go back there again. You know, they right. kind of covered that. But then when like Sonic Boom came out, it just felt like they were trying too hard to be like the 70s again and the lyrics didn't come across as genuine you know like it was like let's try and write baby baby lyrics and it just didn't come across right right you know and monster i think it seems like there's a little bit more of a good mixture you know it it feels more natural you know like freak is a, is a great is a great uh, concept, you know, and, and being proud to be different. And that's a great concept. And then, you know, something like Gene, uh, what's the, the, the caveman, uh, Stone Age. Back to Stone Age. Yeah, right. I mean, right. you know, that's like, that's another thing that's kind of like fresh and like, you know, with all the technology, let's just get back to the basics. So I think on Monster, they covered some different areas that were fresh and it feels natural where Sonic Boom didn't, you know? Todd. Well, yeah. Oh, sorry. Well, what I think is uh, to take it back to that 70s, even 80s level of uh, songwriting, there's key, key ingredients missing to the, to the cake or to the pie or whatever you want to say. Um, Kiss in the last two albums really have tried to write their own material between the four members, which mm-hmm. is cool. Um, to me, it really didn't get the mi- mission accomplished, so to say. Back in the early days, you had people like Bob Ezrin and and other people contributing in on the songwriting uh, lyrics. Well, yeah, Desmond music. Child and right. John Beauvoir. I mean, right. they were two great co-writers. Absolutely, you know? and I think you take something like that out, you're you're might be shooting yourself in the foot just a little bit because maybe you're not seeing just that little bit beyond the point that you're seeing, and. Um, I, I to me, I would love to see Kiss reunite with either Bob or, or you know whoever. Maybe get that little feel back and, and can pull it back to a '70s sound where we get Doctor Love, Love Gun, I Stole Your Love. You know, all those classic tunes. Plus, to me, a lot of Gene lately, and I know it's age. Um, I don't really hear the demon anymore. Um, Paul with his vocal problem. You still get a, a a nice little taste of of the Star Child, but I mean, hearing Paul Stanley in the '80s belting them high octaves and and high range, you know, it's it's so you know, it's it's remarkable. But you know, there's there's obvious key elements that are are gone and probably cannot come back due to age and the and the growth process, but. I think if they would open up just a little bit and maybe go back to that creative phase of inquiring some other minds into a, a well-oiled machine. I mean, Gene, Paul, Tommy, and Eric have well proven that, you know, they're a well-oiled machine. They go out, they get the job done. They did put out two good albums, but there there's a but there. And um, I think maybe getting some of that outside influence back in would be maybe a key point, you know? I mean, some of the things, though, you, you don't, you know, Paul Paul wrote a great song for his son, 
on um, Carnival Souls. I will be there. Um, that was great. I mean, if you're going to write like a, a song for your kid, that like that one was perfect, you know, but you can't really do it that often and you can't really get a good rocking song about your kids, you know, like right. something like that was heartfelt. It was a ballad, mm-hmm. you know, uh, but you really, you know, what can they sing about as far? I mean, you know, they're not going to really sing about their kids and make it sound rock and roll. I mean, what are they going to sing about? How much money we have? I mean, you, you got to keep it kind of, you got to keep it rock and roll. You got to keep it a little uh, more into the sex theme, and but not not overtly. And you can't nowadays for them to write Christine sixteen would be ridiculous, you know. Right. I mean, in the seventies it was perfect, but for them to write that now would be like. Uh, I saw you coming out of school. And <laughs> yeah, your I mean, grandma's closer yeah. to my age. Yeah. Ken, what do you think? Uh, but but your grandma looked damn good to me. Anyway, um, <laughs> well. I, I will say that if I do have a machine, I want to keep it well-oiled. But that's <laughs> beside the point. Um, eat Your Heart Out. Great yeah. song on Monster. Mm-hmm. It's right where Kiss needs to be. At least Gene needs to be. This stuff, writing for the demon or the star child or the spaceman, chuck that crap out the window. Right, right. didn't have that on Hotter Than Hell. You didn't have it on Kiss. And you didn't have it on uh, Dress to Kill. You don't need it on the next Kiss platter. You just don't. Plain and simple. And as, like I said, Eat Your Heart Out, great song about everyone. Cover up your ears if you don't want to hear it. The joys of oral sex. And a guy with a tongue like Gene, he should be uh, promoting that. So I, I say more power to him. Mm-hmm. See, that's if you look on the Facebook page right now, I, I pinned a picture of Gene with like Shannon sitting on his lap. And, uh, and it has a little thought bubble. What should I write about? And it's like, at some point, life seems pretty good. You know, like, uh, I'd write about that. I was wondering really what kind of songs maybe, uh, you know, yeah. has he ever written a song about Shannon? You know, yeah. it's like They're, things, and, you know, they, they've always been pretty good about being, you know, not so much specific. You know what I mean? Other than like Tito and Johnny and, you know, there's not yeah. usually like, you know, you don't get those kind of storytelling songs. You know, you get a, a couple people. You know, Beth obviously was written about something, things, things like that. But they've always, and they've also really dealt with, you know, a lot of innuendo. You know, and in the front o, in the back o, whichever end you're in your, you know, innuendo. But you see, that's you know, it's clever. And I think that that's you know, now that especially for myself, I look at it, I'm closer to ninety three than sixteen. And, you know, going blind seems more relevant some of the time than, you know, than everything else. But I think, you know, the 12-year-old that still is trying to escape this horrible body that, you know, that still listens to Kiss, you know, it's like you, you like those songs where they're singing about having a good time. Something like Shout It Out Loud with the lyric, you know, they're too old to really understand. Man, I'm on that side now. You know, mm-hmm. I'm here. I got to tell people, hey, look, don't run in the hall, you know. <laughs> I always liked, I always liked the, like, uh the believe in yourself type lyrics, like, you know, the empowerment lyrics, you know, and, and kiss always says, Paul and Jean always say, you know, we're a group, but we're not like queen, you know, we're not like, you know, it's not, we, it's about, I, it's about, you know, self empowerment and, you know, Paul and Jean write songs and it's about, I, 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 it's about, you know, believing in yourself and, and, and being powerful. And, and, and I, and I personally like that stuff, you know, like I believe in me, uh, you know, it just was like it's just the tip of the iceberg on a lot of this stuff. Yeah. And I, I think, you know, OK, go ahead, Ken. I agree with that as well. But like I know that, uh, for example, 
a, a neat thing for a married guy to write a song about is don't ruin this tonight. Right? There's a song. Here's another one. You mentioned Shannon sitting on his lap. Sit on my lap. There's another song. Like, these are great. Gene, write this crap All down. Right. Sit on my lap, baby. Do that, do that in the Gene voice. What might a couple of those lyrics sound like? On my lap. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay, now I guarantee you that little clip is going to be thrown around remember, later as a remember, demo. <laughs> I take that as my ringtone. You remember on, uh, on Kiss Exposed uh, when he says about the Gene says he was going to use Paul's buffet line? I'm going to put that in the new song. And Paul's like, there's a buffet and I want to eat you. You know, yeah. and, and just come up with any, any, any old title. Like, I'm drinking coffee. I'm drinking coffee. But I'm telling you, I love my wife, and and I can find plenty of things to celebrate, and that's all I'm going to say about that. There you and, go. And, You're and a smart man. Probably can too. Yeah. See, I, I really that's the funny thing. Like you know, he's Don't not going to come out. Well, they're not going to come out with a song about changing a baby's diapers or that taking the right. kid to college. But in the same way, you know, like I just paid the college fund. <laughs> right. You know, it's just what. And now we got to go back on tour. <laughs> You know, that'd be, that'd be, you know, at least it's honest. But, you know, to me, that's the thing. It's I think it's the fun thing. And even the fact that now you really have this idea, even though a lot of the songs are, you know, very much, you know, they can be sex-oriented and things like that. But Kiss, you know, whether, you, and probably a lot of fans hate it, but it's family entertainment. You know, it is, you know, you're, you're listening with your mom and dad. I mean, I listen to Kiss in the car all the time. And, you know, my daughter knows all those songs. She'll sing, you know, her favorite's New York Groove, and she's singing along and mm-hmm. this and that. It's, it's just different. And at some point, I think that's something where, you know, even to me, it's where, like, grunge and all that stuff passed me by because I was never in that bad a mood. You know, Kiss right. was, I want to rock and roll night and party every day. Grunge was, well... Here we are now. Entertain us. Um, right. Who are you right. going to follow? You know what right. I'm saying? And it's like, and that's the thing to me, all that, even all that stuff was, I want to be at the party. Call all your friends. We're going to have a good time. We're not, you know, uh-huh. doing heroin and shooting ourselves with a shotgun. Hey, you know right. what I'm saying? Well, back in the day, uh, you know, coming from an original band background where you have to write songs, um, you know, it's, it's whatever pops in your mind. And, and back when we came out with a CD... Uh, way back in the day, um, it was titled "And You Thought Rock Was Dead" because we came out right around that phase where grunge was coming out, and so we thought it'd be cool. Let's write a song about rock and roll not being dead. And some of the other songs are like, "Well, what's what's big around town?" I remember Kiss had a. Remember the Kiss T-shirt, "Not Dead Yet." Right, and that was around that time, yeah. you know. Yeah. Because like everybody else was dying off. All the bands that we loved in the seventies and eighties were like were frowned upon, and Kiss were like doing their best to hold on. Yeah, and and the big thing at the time was cruising around town. So we had a '56 T-Bird. We wrote a song about '56 T-Bird. We saw a hooker standing on the street corner drinking a bottle of tequila. Strata. Well, you write a strong about you know you, you write that's the stuff you write about. It's whatever pops in your mind that that can develop into a cool song, and that's what Kiss you know really needs to do. They don't overthink it. The first thing that pops in your mind, write about it. See, that's even like Yes, I Know. To me, I thought it was a great Gene song because it was, it was the cocky Gene that he was trying to show off at that time. And, you know, that was what was going on. Well, I think we have a caller on the line. So why don't we go to a song right here, and uh, we'll take us into our 4 o'clock break. We'll get this all set up here on Monco Radio where music and minds meet. You're in the kiss room. Hit it, Sean. There we go. For something, London, London, it's hot out, right? 
think. This is for Phil. From Unmasked! It should be easy, but I think we lost Ken on the Skype. So the Podfather, I'm glad you would call in. Um, Adam Black was going to call in, the artist from Kiss 4K. We haven't heard from him yet. Now, if you were listening two months ago, we had a phone call. We had Richie Rano, and that was fun because uh, we think we caught him as he was driving home. And we heard him so in the drive-through, didn't and we? And that got a lot of great comments. You know, people <laughs> were like, you know, really, really digging that. If you haven't heard that interview, go back and listen. We had a lot of fun with that. So that's what we were really talking about was the, uh, you know, the whole thing with uh, what we think they should write about. Now, the one thing we're going to talk about now is. You know, we've seen the spider now. Mm-hmm. And obviously, I think, where are they tonight? Up in somewhere up in uh, Canada, Canada, right? Canada, getting ready. Probably all our Canadian friends that are tuned in, you're getting yourself psyched up for the show. And you're thinking to yourself, you know, what are we going to see? The um, But the when it comes down to it, now we know what we're going to see is the fact that we've seen the spider on the 
Access TV. We've seen the pictures. What do you think of the spider? They were really hyping it quite a bit. I like the Sphinx better, honestly. But, I mean, to me, like, the spider, it's cool. It's a cool idea. I just don't think it's that much different than the entrance that they that they had. You know, it's right. basically the same type of lift, yeah. except it's got spider legs, you know. So, for me... I don't know. I, I I'm old school. I like the Sphinx. I like when they came out of the mouth with the, with the with the lasers behind them and all. But um, yeah, I mean, it's all right. I mean, I I saw the the uh, I saw the monster concert on uh, Axis and it looked cool to me. I mean, I don't know if it would if I already saw them like a few times on tour. Um, of course, I'll go to every Kiss show I can. But I mean, the Spider itself would not really bring me out. You know, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, I, I would uh, have to agree with Chris here. You know, I sort of miss Leon. You know, the Sphinx. Yeah. And, uh, you know the the. And he sang. Yeah. I mean, God, God of Thunder. Thunder. He sings. Yeah. I mean, and, come uh, on. The spider that, doesn't sing. Well, you know what? Let yeah. make that on spider that tour, sing. On then that tour, me. the thing that I loved was when the Sphinx dropped down below the stage. Yeah. And then they did "I Want You," and then the logo, and the logo when that yeah. logo right. came up, I remember right. that was the coolest thing yeah. ever because yeah. it was like you know it was the Kiss logo, Statue of Liberty, or yeah. Revenge, or the right. the face blew off, and you got the skull and the middle finger. I mean, it's, yeah, that was cool too. Yeah, I mean, Kiss, you know, they're they're definitely out there with the stage production, but um, to boil it down, I, I would say the Spiders probably in the in the top five, but um, for me, it's Leon and. You know, wherever you are, buddy, sitting in a warehouse covered with dust and grime, I was just watching know. the French uh, the French TV interview from 1990. They were talking about uh, the Hot in the Shade tour, and they said, you know, we're going to have a Sphinx on stage. and But in, fr- in France, you say Sphinx. <laughs> <laughs> well, say what? It's 4 o'clock. We're into hour number two. And on the line right now, we have artist Adam Black. Adam, how are you? I'm doing good, man. How are you? Fantastic. Thanks for joining us in the Kiss Room. Now, Kiss fans are going to know you from the Kiss 4K comic. Uh, what can you tell us about that? I uh, it was. What's that? What can you tell us about it? I know one of the things that, like, what I would think of. I want to ask you a bunch of things, but when you're dealing with Kiss, and it's such an iconic look and brand, and people have a lot of preconceived notions about what Kiss is and what they expect from you. How do you jump into that? <laughs> you know, you you jump in it with both feet. <laughs> you just you just say what the hell. Especially, I don't know as as late in the game as Kiss 4K was as far as Kiss comics. I, I mean, I I grew up on the on the Marvel comics. That's what I was going to ask you, yeah. Yeah, and that stuff is just, uh, to this day, is top-notch. I love it. And those are huge shoes to fill. And then, uh, who was it? Image did that huge, long run. And and towards the end there, they had uh, weird little one-shot things, like a Japanese one with a guy in the fox makeup. I mean, there's all this incredible stuff they did. I, was, I don't know. It was, it would, they were big shoes to fill, but... So now I, I really love what you did with that, and what like, and obviously we're going back a couple of years, but at the time, now you got a whole new fan base that's a crazy Kiss fan base. What was it like dealing <laughs> with uh, this whole new kind of contingent of fan, you know, to your work? Well, I would, I'm a Kiss fan too, so it was just like I don't know. I I uh, I I think I came across wrong to to some of those forums because because I was so excited because you know I I don't know. 
<laughs> you got Ken there, right? He actually he was on the Skype and we lost him. That's the funny thing. We're we're gonna see if we can connect him again. Um, you know, we they're doing actually. It's funny. I, I'm, you were calling into Montgomery County Community College, and it's uh, it's really hot here. And they're doing what they call uh, load shedding, where they shed off some of the electric so that uh, it cuts down a, some kind of. They sent me an email saying, "Cut the power! Cut, cut the, the power. power!" So we it might be screwing with half the systems, you know. And I I said load shedding, man. That sounds like a good thing for a Thursday afternoon, but I don't know what. I thought this was about. a family station, <laughs> right? Yeah. It's a no load shedding. Show. No wow. load shedding. Here. But we lost him. So, uh, but you know now. When did you get into Kiss? You're a Kiss fan. When did you first get into Kiss? Oh, it must have been uh, 1979. That's about the time I, I got it, though. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I, I had a, I met a friend at this that. new school, and I met a friend who was on the Kiss, and he's like, you've never heard of Kiss? So we started listening to, you know, uh, Dynasty and Destroyer, and, and he had the comics, he had the Amigo dolls. He had a, it, was, it was amazing. So now, really, when did you start serious with art? Like, your art is fantastic. When, when, at what age are you getting into art and things like that? How did you get started with that? I just started drawing. Well, I don't know. My, my mom brought home some comic books when I was about four years old, and I said, that's what I want to do. And so that's what I started doing. And, I, you know, I, I kind of drifted away from it a couple times here and there. I probably should have stuck with it better. But uh, all my life, I guess. Well, you know, and see, that's, I think it's one of the things with KISS is the fact that KISS, in a lot of ways, appeals to the fact that they're superheroes, that they, you know, I remember as a young kid, I would draw them all the time. You know, you'd sit there and you could draw them. You're not necessarily going to sit there drawing a picture of Robert Plant, you know what I mean, or Robert Plant fighting robots <laughs> or something. You know, it's uh, KISS could fight robots, and obviously then when the Marvel, you know, the Marvel comic came out, they're fighting Doctor Doom, and KISS were superheroes and still are, you know, and I think it's uh, it's interesting the way, uh, you know, I think that connection. KISS has had such a long history with comic books, and that's, you know, uh, you know, it's something that I've always kind of found very interesting and I think uh, plays a big part in history, as it were. So now as an artist, a lot of the time when you're doing your art, do you listen to music and do you listen to Kiss while you're doing your artwork? I was listening to Kiss while I was drawing a Kiss comic. <laughs> nice. After that, it, 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 it comes and goes. I've, I've got a bunch of weird stuff I'm listening to right now. What do you listen to? Uh, it's a mix of, I've, I've got some friends in bands too. And so I listen to a lot of their music and I had a guy in a band write a song about one of my characters in a comic I did, uh, not too long ago. And plus I was going to write a comic story that takes place in the nineties. So I was listening to some uh, old school hip hop. It, it, it bounces around. Nice. And then, I mean, really, as far as like when you're when you're going into it and you're working on a Kiss comic book, I and mean, obviously there's a certain look. I guess you would run into the same things as whether you're doing Superman or Batman. There's going to be a certain well at the kind of you have to have an S on your chest or whatever, and jeans makeup's going to look a certain way. As an artist, did you find that was it was it easier for you because you kind of knew what they had to look like, or did it make it more difficult because now you go, well, I've got to make them look like Kiss. Well, I was I was mis misremembering some of that costuming and <laughs> and so I, I went back and that's what I was talking about I was asking about uh, Ken is because I was on the his kiss uh, forum the kids fan site that's why I met him and a bunch of real nice people but they they have all these uh, picture galleries and I used to go there and just just mine for for inspiration and when I finally got the the whole kit and caboodle of the kiss 4k con the first thing I did was put 
put the demon back in his demon boots because he wasn't wearing those. Right, right, it was, absolutely. It was bugging me. <laughs> <laughs> and that's also something that in the comic books was so iconic that, you know, the demon boots would fly around and breathe fire and do all kind of mm-hmm. things that, you know, they had a mind of their own. But uh, so what kind of stuff uh, are you working on so now? That. What's that? <laughs> it would have been so much fun to do that. But, uh, <laughs> I know they, they already did that. I didn't want to, I didn't want to repeat I guess that's, a, you know, that's the thing. You want to do something original, but then there's been, you know, there's been these other comics and it's like anything. I mean, you know, you can give Superman new powers. I don't know, but the, uh, you know, so well, I, I did some, I did some original stories. Originally I was supposed to do the backstories for all the previous incarnations in that particular comic. And, uh, after a while I, I brought uh, dizzy back from the Marvel comic, which was fun to do. Fantastic. And, and that's, I remember seeing that and I, and, I love that. Oh, it was so much fun. After, after a while, I just started bringing more and more of them back. It's like, well, let, because they, they reference all of them. Yeah, Kiss 4K referenced, referenced all the previous comic incarnations, and there were parts in the original script where it said, draw, draw this scene in the 70s style, and draw this scene in the image comic style. And I thought, what the hell, let's keep going with that. You know, and, and okay, any Kiss fan out there, can you tell us what it says on Dizzy the Wizard's shirt? Anybody know that? What? <laughs> play hard, play fair. Nobody hurt, Whoops. you know. And then anybody, and then you're all anybody out there sitting there going, "Wow, Porter needs to get a life." No, I, I, <laughs> no way I would do that. No way whatsoever. What kind of stuff inspires you as an artist? Uh, same thing inspires everybody else. Honestly, it's just what what comes out of me is just a mishmash of what goes in, and that's music and movies and comics and magazines. It all just kind of gets stirred up in my hand puke it back out because yeah we were talking earlier about you know uh if kiss can have another album what kind of things would they be writing about and i think that's kind of the fascinating i love talking to people that are you know songwriters artists creative people how does your work mirror you know what's going on and then you get to go into the fantastic realm with kiss or you know anything you can think of and that's i think that's the kind of thing that we all i think really love about kiss and rock and roll and it can take you anywhere you want to go and uh, what kind of stuff are you working on now? Oh, my God. Uh, it's another mishmash of stuff that goes in. I grew up on uh, I grew up on KISS, obviously, and, and, you know, all that spectacle and, and show and all that sort of thing. And then I grew up on uh, 70s and 80s horror movies and old heavy metal magazine. It all got chewed up and spit out into this comic called Locust, which is just it's monsters and naked women and the naked women are the monsters and and john d's in it and rasputin was in it earlier he's not in it anymore and god and the devil and it's, just, it's a big mishmash of horror and supernatural and crazy stuff you know that sounds fantastic now i know <laughs> the worst I, elevator pitch I, ever. I was gonna say but i know the highlight of your career was doing the artwork for the podcast christmas special which was online and uh, i don't know did you ever get a chance to hear we did voices for it and everything uh i think i played peter chris in part of it. ken does all their voices did you ever get a chance oh to that's see that? right yeah no i uh I, I did a voice on that on that too i was the right. announcer because that was one of the kiss 4k backstories <laughs> And and if you go going to read that actual comic, that's me as the narrator, uh, Death Metal Day. That's, that's actually me. Yeah, that that was really fun. Anybody out there, obviously, if you want to have Christmas in July, uh, maybe Ken will throw the link onto my Facebook page. Uh, we had a lot of fun with that. That was uh, 
quite a quite an interesting time and obviously your artwork is fantastic um you know for that it's it's a real treat um well we you know we had a fun time doing all the voices and, and i know somewhere ken must have the outtakes because every time he would go into the different voices i would just crack up it was it was pretty tough to get <laughs> through it you know and if, if you hear uh over on uh on uh, the decibel geek they do these deep thoughts with gene simmons and uh ken does the voice and uh very funny, very funny stuff. But the uh, <laughs> he does such a good Gene Simmons. I want to listen to that now. You do a good Peter Chris. Too. Well, you, you know, guys are great in that. I was actually trying to do. I never, the Peter, I never heard your Peter well, you know, Chris. I was trying yeah. to do the Peter Chris, the Kiss Meets the Phantom dubbed in voice. Like, hey, I don't know what, <laughs> yeah. and it was like you know, just because I never human being. I figure that the people that know will get it, you know. And it just it was really funny. And we had we were I recorded and oddly enough I was in my Kiss room and we're skyping back and forth and doing these lines and just laughing like crazy and you know hopefully a ken if you're still listening you got to post that on post the link to that um you know where can people go to see more of your work uh sorry i'm still thinking of of, uh of of peter christman that movie Um, we still didn't get a sample you know come on because you you pulled that voice off so well that's exactly what i thought we don't work with opening bands armageddon's a lame group (laughs) That's Chris doing that, by the way. <laughs> no medallion, no power. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, my, my link is called locustcomics.com. It is not safe for work, kids, so don't look at it when the kids or your grandmother are there, unless your grandmother's into that. You know, I don't, I don't never know. Yeah, yeah right. right. <laughs> that's good stuff. So, I mean, really, that's what we're talking about. What do you think of uh, what's going on with Kiss now? You're into the new albums. I mean, obviously, you start out in the 70s and you listen through the 80s. What do you think about what they're doing now? I like how the new, honestly, I like how the new stuff sounds like the old stuff. And and there's a, I mean, there's there's a lot of bands doing that. I mean, uh, what's his name from Queens of the Stone Age kicked out uh, them Crooked Vultures. And that, that's got that throwback sort of 60s sound to it, but it's all new music and it's great. And the new Kiss albums are got that same sort of vibe going on, only it sounds like Kiss from the 70s, and I, I honestly, I dig that. It's, um, do, you, do you like on both albums or more so on Monster or more so on uh, Sonic Boom? I, I got it. If I had to pick one or the other, I'd probably pick Sonic Boom. Really? But that's just that's just for personal reasons. Yeah, there's there's songs in there that I, I really I was really I, I just do. think they were trying too hard with it. Like I do like appreciate some of the seventies uh, sound, but it's like like I to me like when Tommy starts to play, it's like he's trying to play like Ace, you know, and and like you know Gene's trying to write Christine sixteen. It just sounds to me like a little too contrived. But um, but Monster to me is a good mix. So to me, like you can. Like, Eat Your Heart Out's got a good 70s vibe, and, and yet, you know, like, Devil Is Me is good, more modern, heavy rock. You know, it's to me, it was a good mix. Well, I, I got to say, I haven't listened to Monster that much, because it came out right around the time that a bunch of other albums came out, too, and so it's it's kind of in rotation sometimes. Right. You know what I mean? I I will give, us, I'll give another spin, though. Well, Monster, to me, I, I think, um, like Chris was saying, on Sonic Boom... You heard a lot of Tommy doing ace licks. Um, yeah, it was like on, he was just jamming every ace lick in the in the, every solo. It's like yeah. here's a solo, but I'm gonna throw every ace lick you ever heard before. You know, it's like monster. He sort of <laughs> broke away from that a little bit, and that's what I liked about Bruce. I mean, because Bruce yeah. on an album was able to do what Bruce wanted, and I and I think if Kiss wants to go and and be Kiss, who they are nowadays, 
let Tommy go and and do Tommy Thayer licks. Don't, well, this would you know. I think they did that more with Monster. I think right. I, I agree. think I think I agree. Tommy finally stepped up and got to express himself more. And and I think if uh you know there is a, another album around the corner which it's rumored to I be. I think he's got eight, you know. Uh, Tommy's got like eight writing credits uh, on this album. Yes, so he, he does, definitely yeah. put a lot of, a lot of work into it. Yeah. I I say, you know, let Tommy just run with it, you know. I mean, yeah. um, see what happens. And Adam, we well, were talking. Definitely give that another listen. Yeah, we were talking about the new stage, the Spider. Now, obviously, if you're getting into Kiss around '79, you know, think of the classic stages from the '70s. Then you're into the '80s. What what look of the Kiss stage, you know, do you prefer? And what do you think of the Spider? Have you seen the Spider yet? I I think I got a picture or two of the Spider, but I haven't uh, I haven't seen any close pictures of that yet. I was I was digging on it though. What would you but say my, uh, your my, favorite my is? Favorite Kiss. What's that? What What is uh, your favorite stage setup of Kiss? My favorite uh, setup was the, oh my God, I don't remember what tour it was, but they had it on the Electric Company or on Cosmos or what, one of those one of those 70s kids shows. Oh, you know what I'm talking about? Kiss was on one of the, one of the Electric Company? Oh, That's maybe, before my time. I was going to say. Oh, you know, know what? That was a Dynasty <laughs> Right, Dynasty tour. Did that when tour. They, yeah, they showed yeah. you all the behind the scenes, the, the road crew right. loading in and everything. Like three, two, one contact yeah, or remember, something I, like I, that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Said, oh, there yeah. you go. He was, he was trying to explain yeah. the, the blue lights and... and, and uh, and they were showing the effect for uh, God of Thunder, and the girl was on there, and she's sounding like a demon because they put her through the uh, whatever they call that thing. <laughs> harmonizer. The harmonizer, yeah, right. right. Wow. I was just a kid back then. <laughs> I'm still just I, a kid. Honestly, that's my, that's my favorite one because that was the first one I ever saw. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's funny when you think about that. Even you know, when you think about this, you would see glimpses of the stage on a show like that. It might be on for a couple minutes. Now this this tour is going on, and we've already seen everything. You know, you have this whether it was on the Access TV show or whether it was on YouTube already. There's full shows loaded up. When you see the stuff already, does it make you more or less likely to go? Does it get you excited to want to go, or do you think to yourself, "Well, I just saw the whole thing. I, you know, I, you know." I'm not paying 150 bucks. What do you think about that? I mean, now you know we've seen it. You know, but it, I mean, it's it's cool to be there live. I mean, you know, if you can, it's great. You know, it's to experience it live, and you're there with your friends and the volume and the energy. You know, nowadays everything is you know on camera. You can't hide from cameras anymore. Right. No matter what you do, there's a camera around usually. So, you know, that's just the way of the world now. I mean, you know, in the 80s or in the 70s and the 80s, it's like, you know, we're here in Philadelphia waiting for Kiss, but we don't know what he did the night before, you know? Exactly, so when yeah. he, so when Paul Stanley would tell you a story, it sounded fresh. It's, right. you, now you realize he said the same story every night, you know? <laughs> and no matter where he was, something happened that afternoon, you know? And, and it was the same afternoon every day. You know? And, you know, the crowd last night, he said it was louder, but tonight he said you were louder. Yeah, yeah, but, you yeah. know, he said the next time right, it was louder right, than yeah. Philly. And, you know, hey, look, I thought he told us. And every place, weird. every place they play, this is just like home for us. Every place you played. You know, they did they that. They got a lot of homes, you know. On that on the Access TV, they did that. Like, we're here in Switzerland, but we'd be like, okay, yeah. there you go. It's just Every like time Detroit. we come here, it feels like home to us. 
<laughs> oh, it's funny stuff. Wow. Now, as an artist yourself, and you, and to me, that one of the most important things with Kiss, the album covers have always been super important. And, and when you think about that, what are your favorite album covers of Kiss? Uh, my favorite album cover is uh, Love Gun, hands down. You know, and when you think about that as well, they look on the cover of that like superheroes. You know, as a kid, I think that's one of the things. See, I would agree. Love Gun, to me, rock and roll over. I just, I love the cover of rock and roll over. But Love Gun. I like that one, too, I got to say. I think that's, that's, to me, one of the images of the band that I think just captures... You can look at that and always feel like it's about 1976. I, appre- I appreciate, I, I really appreciate all the artist work, but I guess maybe because that's when I got into Kiss. Dynasty, I can stare at the Dynasty cover just for the fact that it's really them and it's like that, just that capture of their faces. Even though I heard that's not Paul's face. Did you did you ever hear that story? That yeah. What's his name? Um, Dennis Warlock, I think, told the story that they took like a hundred pictures of Paul and he picked, I like my right eye in that picture. I like my left eye in that picture. I like yeah. my lips in that one. Supposedly, and they just superimposed it together. Yeah. Supposedly that cover is very much a composite from way back before Photoshop made everybody yeah. look like a champ, right. you right. know, uh, that supposedly it's all stitched together from, uh, you know, exactly like you said, I but want yet, my it eye lo- from yeah. this one. And, you know, but yeah, it looks so cool. Like, like such a casual shot. And, and it was just like when you're six years old and you're just staring at their faces, it's kind of like, um, you know, mesmerizing, you know? Yeah. To me, uh, I, I really, the creatures of the night is just, I mean, it's out there. I mean, you have the whole bluish look and yeah. it looks like, you know, they're, they're just like alienated or something. And it, it, it just, <laughs> Bits with the name of the album, Creatures of the Night. And, and it just gives you that whole mystique that Kiss was about back in the 70s and 80s. Absolutely. Yeah, that's something I think, you know, and, and I think now it's something that even we, we spend a little bit of time talking about the music video, we're talking about album covers. It's stuff that maybe isn't as important now because you figure an album cover is the size of your thumb on your MP3 player, yeah. you know, and, and uh, you know, even music videos, you know, they, they didn't really even on that right here, right now, other than a couple shots of Paul that appear to be kind of green screened mm-hmm. in, they didn't even really lip sync it. It's not like the old days. You don't really have the outlet for a music video. I mean, it's going to go on YouTube and everybody's going to share it on their page, but there really isn't any kind of, uh, you know, music video. You know, you would you would think like with some of these cable stations like VH1 Classic and Axis and Palladia now that they have, that one of these stations wouldn't just say, let's go back to what MTV used to be and play, encourage bands to make videos and, and then we're going to push your new tune, make a video. I mean, it would be cool. But, you know, no bands really like making videos. That's the thing, too. It's like mm-hmm. I don't think anybody wants to run out and make a video. You know, but it was just cool to have that old uh, MTV vibe. Some bands do. Yeah, I, I mean, a lot of music videos. <laughs> to, to pop MTV on back in the day and see Kiss come on with I Love It Loud and you see a monster cannon shooting off yeah. and, and you see, you know, Gene just giving you the tongue all over the TV screen and, and you know, the whole band just sort of in, in the moment and Eric Carr back there playing his, you know, his heart out and uh, hair flying all over the place. That, to me, is what got me to go out and buy records back right. in the day. Yeah. Yes, I said records, not records, CDs or right. tapes. Records. Well, like we said, we're closer to 93 than 16. <laughs> you know, if you go to the Facebook page of the Kiss Room, you're going to see Ken Mills, the podfather himself, posted up a link to our Rock the Halls uh, 
the podcast special from last Christmas uh, with our voices, with Adam Black's artwork. It's fantastic. You can find it right on there. Obviously, if you're subscribed to the podcast, you probably already have that. If you haven't seen it, it's Christmas in July. We all know that. So uh, ho, ho, <laughs> make sure ho. you check that out. Yeah, and it's all about the ho-ho-hos, right? At the end of the day. So, <laughs> That's you know, what right. I hear, yeah. So again, Adam, we're going to wrap this up. Where can people go to find your new stuff? And you say it's not suitable necessarily for opening at work, but uh, where can they go? Uh, they need to go to locustcomics.com. It's a very simple page. looks nice on your smartphone. <laughs> and there's uh, there's there's all the, all the comics I'm doing now and all the comics I did before on there. And you just push, you just click on a picture and start going. That's fantastic. Any last questions from my my roundtable of guys? I wish we could have Ken with us, but but Adam, thanks for joining us. It's always good to talk to other Kiss fans, especially ones with such talent as yourself. And uh, we're going to wrap this up. We're going to head into our four thirty break here on Monco Radio. You're in the Kiss room. Tim wanted to hear a little bit of Love Gun, and since we were saying that the favorite cover is Love Gun, there you go. How about a little bit of Love, love Gun? Me, love you, baby. <laughs>
Kiss Army. We're back. It's about 4.30. We're here. We're, we're into our last half hour. Thanks to Adam Black for calling in. I'm going to try and work out something with him. We're going to give away some of his Kiss 42K or 4K. What am I talking about? 4K posters. He has said he has a couple, uh, you know, 8 by 10 kind of things we might be able to give away. So uh, I'm going to talk with him about that. We really appreciate him calling in. It's always nice talking to creative people and especially talking about our love of Kiss. Um, speaking of creative people and our love of Kiss, on the line right now, calling in is the Catman himself from Mr. Speed, Andrew Scambatti. Andrew, welcome to the Kiss Room. Kiss Army, what's going on? How hey, are you doing today? Peter Chris on the drum! Fantastic. Now, now here's the funny thing. One thing I love about doing the Kiss Room is we are literally connected to people all over the planet. We got Tatiana all the way in Rio de Janeiro. We got people calling in from all over. Candy sent us a video from all the way up in where she oh, that was Canada. Awesome. Yeah, she's up in uh, Milford, Ontario. You yeah. know, people that are just all over the planet sitting back enjoying the Kiss Room right now as from Detroit Rock City and Maryland, all these things. Now, here's what you're going to talk about, right, is the KISS cruise is how many days away? We should well, actually, know this. I, I don't know the exact count. I don't either. I, <laughs> it's coming. It's coming I, I soon. It's coming. I know it's coming soon. I mean, I get the emails every day from the, the KISS cruise pre-party yeah. uh, people who are doing a great job, by the way. Um, they got Mr. Speed involved. For everyone who doesn't know, the KISS cruise pre-party is happening October 27th. That's Sunday. That's the day before the cruise. And uh, the cool thing about that, and the reason why I wanted to kind of, you know, bring everybody in the loop on this, um, if you're at the pre-party, they're giving away a Gene Simmons Axe Base. Uh, you're also going to win a meet and greet with Gene. And just added, uh, Bob Kulik is going to be there, and Bob is going to be playing a short little set with Mr. Speed doing five songs. And um, it's going to be great. I mean, there's more guests that are going to be announced. Um, and this is going to be the place to be. If you're going on the Kiss Cruise, you want to come to this place. Uh, it's at a venue called Will Call in Miami. And as I said, it's October 27th, the Sunday before the Kiss Cruise sets sail. See, that's fantastic because that's the thing that I really like is the fact that that is a really a gathering of the tribes. I mean, you're oh, getting yeah. people from all over the planet coming into Miami or Florida, wherever they're going to launch out from. And then they're all going to be on the Kiss Cruise. And it's like the fact that, you know, this is one of the things we talk about a lot, but in the age of the internet, you kind of know these people from all over the That's planet. That's the biggest reason yeah. I want to go is there's so many people that I want to meet that right. I'm just like Facebook friends with and like, well, we can't wait to meet you, blah, blah, blah. And then that's, I'm going, that's the biggest reason for me to go. I was like, there's so many people I just want to party with. And that pre-party sounds, I mean, that's enough. Even if you're not going on the cruise, what Andrew, what you just described sounds unbelievable. It, it's going to be great, and there are people going to the pre-party that are not going on the KISS cruise, that are just coming to hang out at the pre-party, because like I said, that's the place to be before the, before the cruise. And, you know, who knows, you know, what's going to happen. I mean, uh, Mr. Speed just ran, uh, in conjunction with uh, the folks putting on this pre-party, we ran a five-song auction, and we're, people bid on what songs for us to play. So we're playing songs like um, Danger from Creatures of the Night, wow. All Hell's Breaking Loose from, from uh, Lick It Up, I was made for loving you is another one. The oath, and the very last one, someone picked Carnival Souls from uh, not not the song Carnival Souls, but Hate from the album Carnival Souls. Yeah, that's a good wow, one. That's fantastic. a real good one. Wow. That's yeah, fantastic. So, it, so it's going to be cool. It gives us a chance to kind of flex our musical muscles a bit. It has us playing different songs, and the band couldn't be more jazzed to be a part of this. And it's for a great cause too. If I didn't mention that, it's uh, all the proceeds benefit Sophie's Place which is an organization started by Sophie uh, Simmons-Tweed, or is it Tweed Simmons? Um, and it's to benefit 
uh, children who come from uh, battered homes. That's great. You know, it's incredible that she's has been doing that. And also the funny thing, like we were talking earlier, and you could, I would like your opinion on this, Andrew. Uh, when you think about Kiss writing these songs, and then you think about a song like Christine 16, and you realize yeah. that uh, Sophie just turned 21. Yeah. Like on one hand, you think about the early She's couple, over the hill well, already. But you think about the early episodes of Gene Simmons' Family Jewels, and she was like kind of like a baby. And then you see the pictures of her now, and I, she's I, 21, and you know. I, I really want a picture with Sophie. I really don't. You know, I want a picture with her more than Gene. Well, you know, and, and that idea that you can can win, you know, a base from Gene, and you get to meet Gene, and the fact that, like you said, it's going to such a good cause, and all the work that she's doing, you know, for that kind of, uh, you know, that kind of helping people is just a fantastic thing, and it's going to be such a party. I mean, that's going to be the unbelievable party. It, it, it's going to be great, and you know, I, each day as it gets closer, I get more and more jazzed for it because uh, one of the guys that I know working on it. Um, one of the guys' name is Fernando. Another guy's name is Jay. Um, and these guys, they've reached out to us uh, to get Mr. Speed involved there. They have all these great ideas. Uh, they're making T-shirts because it is the official Kiss Cruise Maniacs party. Um, they're selling special VIP tickets where you can get a picture with Mr. Speed on stage, you know, mocking the cover of Kiss Alive. So just things like that, You just being a fan, I would never think of. But when someone suggests that, I'm like, man, that's a great idea. I wish someone had thought of it years ago so I could have taken place in, in part in, in, in something that cool. So, like I said, I'm so jazzed about the party. I'm jazzed about meeting everybody. And I, I'm also real jazzed about going on the Kiss Cruise again. When I, last year, this will be my second time uh, cruising with Kiss. That's going to be fantastic. I mean, I know that's something that's really exciting as we lead up to it. I think our October episode is going to be kind of devoted to that. You know, we're talking, uh, you know, about obviously in October, we're talking Halloween, we always do. And we're going to be talking about the Kiss Cruise. And I'm hoping to get some people to call in that are really excited, getting ready. I haven't picked the date. I'm going to reveal all those dates, all those what I call the fall semester dates, because it means we're back in school <laughs> here, you know. And uh, that, in, in fact, our next month, you know, obviously August, uh, we have David Snowden coming coming back on the show with us coming up. And it's also Vinny's birthday, I think, it's August. Gene's birthday is obviously in August. We'll play a lot yeah. of those kind of music. But, uh, you know, we're going to have a lot of fun with that as we what we get into the fall, into the fall semester here at well, Montgomery you know, County I, I Community College. I also heard a rumor from a little birdie that, you know, the New Jersey Kiss Expo might be happening in the fall, too. I you heard know, that, too. I yeah. heard that, too. And I'm not going to say, because until the date's confirmed and they tell me for sure, I don't want to be the one who says it. And then he goes, oh, you know, he said on the Kiss Room this was the date. <laughs> I'll be like, well, I don't know. That's what I heard. But everybody's hearing the same date. I think we're all kind of looking at each other going, we heard the date. Well, and, uh, I mean, I'll say this. I heard the fall. So, you know, if you're in the New York, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Connecticut, any bordering state, it's it's coming. It's basically all we can say. I'll back, I'll back that statement up because I just uh, touched on this over the weekend with uh, my <clears throat> quote little birdie from uh, New Jersey. <laughs> and, uh, you know, she's she's confirmed it, too. We're looking probably um, end of of uh, September. I heard that too. We're not gonna even, we're not gonna say the date. That's about the same time as the last one. We're gonna say yeah, yeah, it's the end of September. So uh, that's gonna be pretty fantastic. And the nice thing with that is, uh, you know, now what are the chances that the New York New Jersey Expo could book Mister Speed? Well, well, they don't I have mean, bands at the last know, one. The powers that well, I mean, here's what a lot of people don't understand about Mister Speed or any big band. It, it takes a little bit to get us into your town because we travel with a, a tremendous show and, and we bring a tremendous amount of things to the show. So, I, I mean, who knows? I, I will say this. Being a kid growing up in New Jersey who has gone to many of the New Jersey Kiss Expos, 
I, I hope that the powers that be work it out and Mr. Speed can come and play there because Mr. Speed has never played New Jersey, and it would be a huge kick in the butt for me to come and rock for all my hometown friends, family, and things like that. So who knows? I mean, we'll see. It's, once, it's maybe, a big... once that, maybe once that date comes to fruition, you know, we'll see exactly what that day is going to entail. So who knows? Right. It's a big venue. I mean, there's plenty of room for uh, oh, it's a, a different, big They're doing a different uh, venue? Uh, it's uh, Edison, New Jersey. Oh, at, it's the uh, same one. Then. Yeah, okay. All right. yeah. You were there last year. Um, big venue. I mean, there's plenty of room for yeah. They uh, should a be able to have a band. tribute band, you know. And so, I, I, mean, we'll I think see, it'd be because great. remember, not only are you bringing the band in, you have to you know hire a sound guy, staging. So I mean, Absolutely. there are a lot of things that, that come into play with it. So if Mr. Speed doesn't play at the event, I, I mean, I, I won't feel slighted anyway. I'll probably still go and support all the good people that put on the New Jersey Kiss Expo. But if we do play, I'll be jazzed. And uh, it'll be something really cool for me personally, being from New Jersey. We'll bust Ross, Ross's chops about it. Well, Seth, <laughs> you guys know, you know who runs it. You know, that's uh, you know, that's the fun thing. It would be, it would really be fantastic if we could hook that up. So, yeah, I mean, I, I, I've heard little little rumblings about from the people that run it, and you know, we'll see what happens. Uh, but like I said, if it does, great. If it doesn't, it, it's still cool. I'll still be there, and and I'll still be supporting a great convention. Absolutely. In fact, that's, you know, and there's always something at the convention you go, oh, man, I, I'll pull out the money out of my pocket and buy one of those and, you know, this and that, maybe this and that. And the other. That'd be great fun. But really it is. It's another excuse just to kind of meet up with all your friends. Like we're talking about this pre-party. We're talking yeah. about the cruise. The conventions are really just. That's what it's all about I know now, you man. Your, just I know have a from kiss your party picture. And, yeah. yeah, and you get together. I know you from your picture where you're holding the camera out at an angle and, hey, you look just like yourself. So yeah. It's, uh, <laughs> you look just like you know, for the people that were at the convention last year, there was a guy who had a table set up, and the guy really didn't know what he had, but he had, like, the best selection of vintage Kiss merchandise, magazines, A-tracks, records, posters, whatever you can think of. This guy had it tucked away in a box somewhere, and he was blowing this stuff out at prices you wouldn't believe. Wow. I got an issue of Music Life, the second issue from 1978 with the black cover, uh, for 20 bucks with mm. the poster. Wow. That's wow. unbelievable. Now, let's see. So, do we have, I mean, this do we guy have... was just blowing out this stuff. So, that to me, that was one of the coolest parts because you had someone selling vintage merchandise um, at a convention. Because a lot of these conventions, they only spotlight the new stuff from, you know, the Spencer's era to present. Right. Now, hmm. did we get Ken? Are you back on the line with us, Ken Mills, on the <laughs> Skype? Can you hear oh, the pod Look at that. The Podfather is back in the house. <laughs> I'm back. Back in the New York. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. The uh, So what we're talking about, really, as we kind of roll into the end of the show, I mean, we're talking about all things that are going on. And I think while we have so many people in here, what do you think is going to happen for this 40th anniversary? Gene tweeted out something about planning for New Year's Eve. What do you think They're going to wait till the, uh, till the year is over? Because it's already the 40th anniversary. What are they well, waiting for? That's what I'm saying. But, I mean, I... I he tweeted something out about that. Do you do you think that's a cap it's off? Madison Square Garden. That'd be great. Yeah. So yeah. we're thinking Madison Square Garden. What else? What do you, do you think we're going to see the the band as it is? Will they do some kind of blown out kind of really huge thing? And again, the first thing that comes to everybody's mind: Will they get Ace, Ace and Peter? Peter right? Mm, no. No. I, no. Peter might uh, Ace maybe, but Peter will be home. Yeah, I, I yeah. think uh, Peter's pretty much blown. Uh, every opportunity. He blew that bridge up. Yeah. Ouch. Yeah, with, with and, the book. Yeah. And Vinny, <laughs> you can count him out. He's never he's never going to be back around. But. See, yeah. you know what? Even if it was one night, though. Like, just, you know, uh, I think they, 
Go ahead, Ken. I was saying Vinny, Vinny could do stuff like if they need someone to sell programs out. Oh. There you go. He can clean the toilet. But you know what? For one night, and I mean, I guess oh. it comes down to you look at what's going on in the world, but can't we all just get along? One night, get up and jam on one song. I think that would be it, the end of June. One Gene. night, it would be great. Yeah, I, I would be there. I mean, imagine that. Imagine if you could get a ticket for Madison Square Garden, and they said, look, we're going to get up and jam on. It's the current lineup, but here comes Ace. Here comes Peter. Here comes Vinny Vincent. You know, I mean, imagine that. Hey, if they need an air yeah. car, I know where hey, to find one. Hey, Matt, hey, Matt I, I hate to cut you off right now, but I do have to run. I'm actually uh, getting ready to go sound check. I got a Mr. Speed gig tonight, so we got to get ready and, and do some sound check and then get into makeup. So where are you but, playing? Uh, where, are you, where are you at tonight? Tonight I'm in New Lexington, Ohio. We're at the, uh, the Perry County Fair. So there's like rides and attractions going on, and Mr. Speed is headlining the big band show uh, out here tonight. So post yep. some pictures uh, yeah. on post some pictures on uh, the Facebook page for all the people in the Kiss Room. Have a great gig. We'll say a shout out to all our friends in Ohio. <laughs> Ohio! <laughs> Woo! Yeah. Okay. All right, guys. Well, thanks for having me. Thanks, and, Andrew. Uh, hopefully, I'll talk to everyone soon. Thank thanks, you. pal. Have a See ya. Bro. All right. Bye bye. And we got Ken back on the line. So, Ken, what do you think? Adam Black, now, uh, we, we talked a little bit about our Christmas, uh, Christmas comic book uh, audio adaption. What do you think? That was lots of fun. It, w- it was kind of like, remember when you were a kid, you get, like, the comic book, and you put the little record on, and it would, like, go beep, and you turn the page? <laughs> it was kind of like that thing, because we had Adam's great artwork and his great story. So we just, I mean, I had been a fan of Adam's for a long time, and we became friends through all of this, and, and I was thinking, we've got to find a way to make this so you can read it and listen to the MP3 download and it kind of takes you back to that time when you were a kid in the 70s. So, Adam, I love you. Linda loves you. We send our love. Sorry we missed you on, on air, but we'll be talking to you soon. And, uh, and I, I just want to say, as far as Adam, I know that he loves John Buscema. One of the greatest things he ever said about John Buscema. I don't know if – does anybody know who John Buscema is? Absolutely. He, he did uh, a lot of the great Conan artwork in the one 70s. Of, one and stuff of the legends of Marvel, for sure. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Uh, but Adam always said that when that guy drew somebody, you could tell exactly how much change they had in their pockets because <laughs> he, he had a weight to him. And, hey, and I always respected Adam's artwork, and he's just a hell of a guy. Ken. Yeah. Can you hear me? Um, give me a teaser on that uh, John Beauvoir interview and where I can find it. Like, Give me like uh, a good story that he... Like a topic or something that well, I would find it, it interesting. It's just really neat to hear a how a black guy winds up playing punk and rock and roll in the glam and punk rock scene. You know what I mean? That's just kind of strange right. when you think about. It. He talks about Prince. He talks about uh, working with Little Steven and the Disciples of Souls. He talks about writing with Paul, working with uh, Gene in the studio. That's and right. believe it or not, you also hear some very rare audio, especially in part one, where you'll actually hear Kiss just working the songs out in the studio. Where like Paul would have like he he'd, he'd be uh, like doing some of the vocals and he'd have all the words, so he'd like yeah. do things like he'd just be scatting. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, no, that that's great. I've I've heard him do something like that. Uh, I like uh, the Heart of Chrome demo. I know he's done that, and uh, and the Sure Knows Something. Did you ever hear that one from the Dynasty right, recordings? Right. Uh, 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 well, I think on one on one of the tracks, you actually hear him say, "I think he says something like ah, 'I'm not really sure I can do this. T- we got to come back and do it tomorrow or something.' Like like you know, you can hear him talking. Right. These 
really what you want to do. So you want to go to podkiss.com. Okay. Obviously, you know, like I keep saying, if you go to the links page, there's links to all the cool Kiss podcasts, a lot of radio shows, things like that. Um, but podcast, obviously, if you're if you're listening to my show, I mean, you're probably already subscribed to the podcast because uh, you know, thanks again to Ken, you've really kind of given us a, a bigger audience by putting my show through the podcast on iTunes. Um, you know, a lot of people have come over and said, "Well, I found out about you through the podcast." Well, it's kind of how I got into podcasting was through the podcast. So it's really, uh, you know, it's it's something that obviously a lot of you are going, well, I'm sure we're going to the podcast.com. That's why we got the podfather. But, yeah, you got to check that out. It really is a fantastic two-part interview, um, you know, that you have really you really need to check out. And I think the interesting thing is also with that is as you're listening to that and you say to yourself. We find out what Paul's favorite Chinese uh, food is. Well, but even that's to, great. to me, yeah. the idea that, like, you know, here's this guy. It, you know, he says, look, he wasn't he wouldn't even go to school. Like, they, he was working with bands, and they was like, uh, they, they found out how young he was and they said well jean you you got to go back to like school he's like nah i'm, I'm in a band you know and he, and he was doing well that's awesome yeah, sure yeah, very very true um by the way i was watching uh candy's video right i have to mention that and and, and oh, i know Can- you Candy's saw that, great Chris. hello well, candy yeah thank you for that video yeah yeah, that's fantastic. I've sent her uh, my uh, private thank yous, but uh, I will say publicly <laughs> thank you for that video. Minded pervert. Anyway, um, <laughs> but but I was watching it, and uh, Gene, not Gene, creeped over my shoulder, and he probably watched that clip about 19 times. <laughs> so, you, you know, I, post that clip. Him. Yeah. Okay. He said he said something like this. Hi, Candy. This is not Gene Simmons. I just want to tell you that was pretty hot. <laughs> I've been watching all day, baby. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, and, and, and I'm going to encourage all fans, especially if you're that beautiful, send us videos. That's, you know. <laughs> it's really ugly, too, because me, I have a face for radio. Well, see, that's, so. that's why I like the radio. I'm much better looking if you can't Look see Look at me. all the beautiful girls. <laughs> Woo! Oh, yeah. So... Let's go back to that for just one second. Um, really, we're talking about. And I you know, forget my name. I forget my name, and I forget what we were talking about. But the, wow. uh, you know, say Kiss, that. You just had to say that. You got Kiss in uh, Canada tonight. If you're listening, uh, they're obviously they're, they're coming back around. They announced a bunch of North America dates, but nothing around here. You know, so uh, you know Philly, Jersey. You know, I think there's there's one. Where's the one that's close? It's like you know, still pretty far. Connecticut. Connecticut, yeah. So August it's a little bit 10th, of a hike. And, I, and, I, and I, unfortunately, I can't make it. I'll be at Black Sabbath. <laughs> that's around the corner, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, that's you know, I think You're that to Canada Day. Well, we're gonna we're gonna end up getting kissed. I would imagine they're gonna do the inside instead of doing the sheds. I think we're gonna get them in you know the whatever the Wells Fargo, Wells whatever Fargo, that's called yeah. now. But the uh, but I'm guessing it's probably gonna be more November, December, you know, something like that. But the uh, they're giving us a Christmas gift. We could get right in time for Christmas, wow. which would be cool. So the or October, I guess it was 2000. I think 2009. It was October. It was at whatever it was called at the time. You know, back then. Uh, you know, which actually uh, which, it's funny. Wachovia, yeah. Well, it's funny because. Uh, uh, one thing, and as we're kind of wrapping up, uh, that show particularly, it makes me think about July in particular, was back in July of 2009. I don't know how many of you remember this, but they had a contest that summer. You had to make a video telling why you were the ultimate Kiss fan. Now, yeah. a lot of people, yeah. some of you don't remember it, but I remember it, and I remember exactly where I was on the, the day that they posted, here's our latest winner, and it was my video. There you go. And I'll tell you what. That summer, I was out of my mind 
because the contest, I think, started around May. And I think they posted the contest maybe by May 1st. I think my video was already shot, edited, posted by about May 5th. And then all summer, you're looking to see who's entering the video. You know, whose new video is up? Who am I competing with? All that summer, I was crazy this summer of 2009. July 2009, I was a winner, winner, chicken dinner. Winner, winner, chicken dinner, and Matt Porter was. And in a lot of ways, it's funny. I'm going to tell this story, and I never really told this on any other podcast or anything, but it really was one of the things that kind of got me into podcasting because – through winning that contest, I connected with Cassius. Up, he does Creatures of the Net, yeah. and Cassius yeah. said, "Would you come on my show?" And we connected really via YouTube, and you know that's how I met Cassius. And at the time, I think he was, I think he was thirteen, and Sapphire was the co-host. Right. If you add their ages together and double it. I'm still older, you know, and his podcast was great. His was one of the original. I mean, obviously, Podkist was first, and then I remember Creatures in that appearing, and I think um, Kistry Science Theater probably has me beat by a couple months. I mean, and they were doing YouTube, but that was really how I kind of got started was then I decided I had been doing the, the specials here, but they were one-off kind of thing, and, and, and really doing those podcasts, getting connected with Cassius, and then mm -hmm. Ken says, oh, I like you on Creatures in that. You want to come do the podcast? Podcast. That's how I got on the podcast, and and I always think back. I mean, to me, July. I remember, and I won the chance to go see them then at that show in 2009, right. Right. and we got to go backstage. My friend Bob Brodsky, and obviously, you know, we went back, and it was really just such a cool thing to be able to do that. Now I know there's a lot of fans out there who are gritting their teeth still all these years later, going, "Oh, you shouldn't have beat me." But if you watch my video, look, I shout out to everybody. I say, "Hey, look, we're all fans, Ultimate Kiss That's fans, it. blah blah blah," because I'm. I'm feel like at the time i remember even feeling like i'm competing with all my friends you're like even i made bob's video like because you know yeah. i figure look he got to be represented but so that contest i always think of it in july and i always think of then we're talking about that show and uh, you know some people post right away well they don't want real fans yeah i know who you were i saw your posts and it's all these years later but i remember mm -hmm. but, uh, <laughs> mm -hmm. but so that's it's you're always gonna have haters out there <laughs> but you know it's funny because yeah. i always think of that the fact that you know it was something that how these events kind of line up mm -hmm. you know like that summer every day checking that youtube page to see who had put a new video up and then and then really being able to connect with people from all over the planet mary is in like brazil or something postal she was one of the ones that won and uh you know she finally got to meet them years later like she had wow. done that stop motion animation and she finally sent me a message saying they finally came here i finally got to meet them Sweet. and it was uh you know after a couple years so so that's something anybody remembers that i think I, I could post the video but you saw it i mean it was they actually they they put it on uh kiss online at the time and and it was phenomenal i was i remember that summer being thrilled because first of all i got posted on kiss online and that got posted when it was chosen and uh for me obviously a huge thrill obviously here it is all these years later i'm still thinking about it you know hey look <laughs> you know you only go around the track so many times but the uh so yeah fun stuff it's fun how it's all connected and uh, obviously ken was nice enough then to put up uh the the kiss room on the podcast feed and we've connected and i've been on the podcast a couple times so do, do, do you remember that you actually sent me that video and asked me to show it around? 
You know, I, I do. I remember that because I wanted, you know, I knew you had a big fan base. You had a lot of people that were listening and, uh, you know, to your stuff. And I mean, really, and it's funny. I mean, the reason why I think everybody calls you the podfather, you have so much respect. Everybody has such respect for you. And I wanted I wanted part of that action. I wanted everybody to watch it because, uh, you know, I, I figure, well, if it gets a lot of plays, you know, maybe they'll look closer at my, at my videos. I was like... Oh, I, and I remember putting it up for you and everything. I've always had faith in you, and I still do. Listen, as far as like this podcasting game or whatever, there's room enough for everybody. If you got a voice, let it be heard. That's one thing Kiss was always about for me. Is 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 you know, uh, uh, Mr. Giordano was saying that uh, something to the effect it wasn't about us, it was about I. And, and Kiss kind of said, "I can, I can do it. I can make anything happen." And yeah, I mean, Kiss has always been about. The individual, and, 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 and even though it was a group, it's about individual and power and look what I can do, you know? Mm-hmm. Even my chihuahua says so. <laughs> this show's going to the dogs, and dogs yeah. love us too. Dogs, cats, and they're living together. We Absolutely. can all get along. Yeah. Well, don't think I, dogs are angry because Peter Chris definitely represented the. <laughs> there is never, Bruce never got to be the dog. <laughs> and and just like Ken said, there's room for you know whatever podcast. It goes the same for Kiss Tribute too. I mean, you you got cats out here and not Catman. I'm just <laughs> talking people in general. You got cats and foxes and you hawks. Know, and- yeah, you got you got one band you know competing with another and and downgrading and there's no room for that. You know, we're all in it for the same thing. You know, Chris, you know, and and me. We're, we're tribute artists. This is what we do. You know, we go out to represent. And there's plenty of room in the United States and the whole world for if you want to do Kiss Tribute, come on out and let it be heard. Because there's always an audience. There's always, you know, an audience for whatever lineup that you're doing. And it should be respected in, in any way, shape, and form. You know, there's room for it. So come on out. And, and let's do it. Let's have a party, man. That's what it's about. See, that's exactly. And that, again, like as we wrap up this episode, um, one of the things that you'll notice is that on my links page, I got links to just about everybody. I mean, all the, the ones that I'm aware of, I think, you know, I'm sure there's there's some new podcasts all the time, but I try and promote everybody. I mean, it's to me... You know, it's one thing we do our show. I only do two hours a month. There's a lot of other hours that you want to listen to some Kiss. And the fact that, you know, I like everybody. I, and, and really, at first, it comes from, I'm just a fan. Like, you know, we do this show and people say, oh, you do this show. It's because I'm a fan and I'm a big mouth. You know, I, it's yeah, like- I mean, I, I play with other Kiss tribute bands. I just went to see another Kiss tribute band. I mean, I know, I know guys that they're like, I don't, you know, I don't go to other tribute shows. And I'm and I went I went this weekend and and I was hanging out and taking pictures with right. Ace and Gene and, and you know it's and like, it's like I'm a not? fan you know I yeah. I do like seeing tributes you know Absolutely. I mean you know I could be critical just like anybody else but I do like the whole experience I like seeing bands I like seeing the tribute that's it that's that's what it's about it's what you know? it should be I mean, it's, a, it's a big Kiss community I mean we should all be supporting each other. Yeah, we say we're the Kiss Army. That that's you know just stand up and and represent it. You know we're not, you know the Kiss Army South and the North. No, right. we're the Kiss Army. You're either on board or you're out. And beware the friendly fire. That's right. <laughs> exactly. That's why I duck all the time. All right, so we're pretty much out of time. Ken, any last things you want to talk about? What's going on over on the podcast? What's going on with Ken Mills? Well, I'm I'm doing the cheap trick show still, and uh, you're kind of involved in that. Matt. I've heard I've heard that show. I love it. 
Andrew's in there as well, and BJ, and you know, so we're all doing that. Uh, you guys are working on a podcast, uh, a podcast, you and Chris Sinzak and Chris Karam, so that'll be coming up soon, and Gary's working on something, he's cooking up something down in Abner's laboratory. There's always something going on. <laughs> Which that one is, Ed, we Devereaux. recorded that, I mean, we recorded that one about, it. it's all about the long-form videos, um, but I know it's Christmas in July, so, uh, you know, Chris, get editing. <laughs> yeah. Chris, Chris, Chris or myself will be editing that, but I just want to say hello to everybody out there, whether you're in Canada, whether you're in Ohio or England or London or Australia, wherever you're listening at today, we just want to say hi and thank you for spending some time with us, whether it be on the podcast or in the Kiss Room or anywhere we see you. Just thank you for taking some time out, and it means a lot to us. It really does. Well, thanks for calling in, Ken. Chris, what do you got to say? Uh, about what the future, or am I just saying goodbye yeah, to Ken? You know, <laughs> talk about the fact that where are you going to be next? Well, What's my the next, future? my next, my next show is actually going to be uh, with an original band. Like I, I said earlier in the show, I'm joining an original band called Lethal Dose, featuring Carlos Espada, who uh, is uh, also a demon. Um, he's going to be uh, with me in the new band Kiss It. He's the original Gene from Kiss Nation, and so I'm joining his band Lethal Dose. We're based out in New York, but the show is going to be August 9th at the Final Score in Ben Salem. And uh, after that, uh, look on my Facebook pages for uh, any new Kiss shows that may be popping up. Fantastic. And Eric Tato rocks car. I'm actually going to be bugging Chris to join his <laughs> Kiss tribute band. <laughs> nah. um, as for me, uh, you know, like I said, the uh, the future is open. Um, if a good drumming gig comes along, we're not going to pass it. But um New merchandise for Eric Carr, go to ericcarr.com. There's a ton of stuff that Loretta's coming out with, new drum skin heads with uh, different photos on, plush toys, uh, just just a bunch of stuff. And most importantly, etrcthefox.com because I want you there. You know, you need to go there. Check out the two two uh, videos we have of uh, from the drum cam, as I like to call it. And... Uh, you know, that's that's all I got. Fantastic. Well, and obviously, like, you know, we talk about this a lot. Um, hopefully you're listening to this live, but if you're listening on the download, we uh, always keep checking the kissroom.com. I have some uh, other things we're going to give away during the month. Obviously, we're back in August. Uh, like I said, go to that links page. Uh, if you notice, it's, it looks like a little jukebox, but it's all laid out. You got guys like Strange Ways. I love their podcast. I listen to it all the time. You know, Generations of Kiss, obviously the podcast, the Decibel Geeks. I'm sure I'm forgetting somebody. Everybody's doing so many cool kiss things whether it's a radio show whether it's a podcast whether it's a video i know the kiss army nation facebook does a video and they just put out i think their second episode it's all fun stuff Absolutely. and you know you really nailed it it is the kiss army and, and i talked about my video but i say it in my video look we're all ultimate fans the greatest fans of the greatest band i said it then i said it now i've been saying it since about six years old but it's the kind of thing where at the end of the day it all comes down to what we really want to know is do you love me? I know you do. Join us next month in the Kiss Room on Monco Radio where music and minds meet. Woo! Woo!